Hey everyone, Quincy here. Wanted to say thank you for catching this replay of the hashtag Ask a Soccer Pro show on your audio platform of choice. You can re-listen to this episode and all our other interviews, episodes, and audio shows over at perfectsoccerskills.com slash radio. That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash R-A-D-I-O. You can also learn more and enter to win free weekly soccer prizes, goals, balls, jerseys, player meet and greets, and more by heading over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash PSTM. That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash PSTM to enter to win for free today. Thanks again and enjoy today's episode. We're all here to ride the MSL wave of the Mental Strength League. I'd like to welcome you to another episode of the Hashtag Ask a Soccer Pro Show. J Pro Skills, what's happening, brother? Welcome. SJ Seb 6006. D Potter 333. Soccer Ham. Anis, welcome. Happy to see you again. Rian. I don't think I've seen you before. Football, what's happening? Matt 59 Casa, Philadelphia Union memes, H Velasquez 16, Xander, what's happening? Earl Edwards joining in. Let's go! Joe Jackson, what's up? What's up, bro? Hay Quincy, what's up? Ryan Mash, B Pro General Manager's in here. Oh man, the crew is growing. I'm loving it. I'm loving seeing everybody joining in. Miguel, what's happening, brother? Romo, what's up? Oh, let's see what we got here. Tina, Tina Tay4. Hi, it's Layla from California Thrones 09 Academy with Coach Ryan. What's going on? Omar, what's happening? Coach Danny, what's popping? Matt D'Ambrose, what's going on? Everybody, loving this, loving seeing everybody. Quincy, that Fosa case is better than the shield or the letter P. What? I don't even know what you're talking about right now. <laughs> what mindset? Okay, I'm already seeing the questions coming in. I'm seeing with the I'm in your head emojis. Johnny, what's what, what's going on? Tio, what's happening? Everyone, spam that heart button if you're excited for today. Drop your I'm in your head emojis if you know what it is and you know what it means. Because today is going to be an epic, as is every other episode of the hashtag Ask a Soccer Pro Show. I'd like to welcome everybody. Welcome everybody. What's going on this week in MLS? Eli Lesser. Uh, I think we're episode 68 or 69. I think we're episode 69. Yo, shout out everybody who's been here since the beginning, who joined in in the, in the middle, and who's just joining with us here right now. Uh, shout out to Ryan, Ryan's team, Coach Mash, and everybody else who's been going through the B-Pro program. And welcome to everybody who's joining in today live. And those of you who are listening in on the replay, today is an awesome doubleheader episode of the first guest who will be joining us here in a couple of minutes, uh, Jeff Baitier. And Jeff, I might be saying your name incorrectly, but when you join in, you can happily and hopefully correct me on your last name. As well as, so Jeff, who will be joining in, is the head of the DOC for the Thorns and Force. He'll be joining us, talking to you guys about, for those of you who Maybe running into some issues with what's been going on with the dismantling of the DA. We'll be discussing that a little bit, as well as his mentality, how he got to where he's at, and, uh, you know, his mentality. Because you know what we talk about here? The MSL, or the Mental Strength League. It's a game where you're an active or passive participant, but the game's being played, and you need to be playing the game, or you're steady getting played. Welcome, K23. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Happy to see you. Zoe. 
Welcome in. MCBR4 joined in as well, too. Uh, the boys from Force Want. Jeff, get on here. It's Jeff time. I'm loving that. Everybody's Everyone's shouting out Jeff. And But like I said, today's a doubleheader episode because not only do we have Jeff joining in, we also have former U.S. men's national team player Hercules Gomez who will be joining in as well, too. I know he's a, I think he's a broadcaster for ESPN now, and he had a, a fun interaction with uh, Sebastian Salazar, I believe is his name, uh, going over my interview with Wayne Rooney uh, from the previous week. We'll be discussing that as well as breaking down his mentality as well here too. So today is a great double episode. So uh, let's see. Once Jeff, so I'm going to give a, while we're waiting on Jeff to join in, and uh, Jeff, when you join in, if you could give me, I don't know, some Jesus hands or something so I know from the account, I know that you're calling in from uh, one of the accounts, and we'll get you on here. But while I'm waiting to see Jeff and everybody else is spamming that heart button and putting in them emojis and everything and raising the roof and hands so we can get Jeff in here, I will give a little bit of a background on Jeff for all of you who are unaware. Yo, shout out O'Neal Fisher. My old, my teammate at DC United dropping in as well, too. Uh, Jeff is currently the director of coaching, so the DOC of the Dienza Force Boys and the California Thorns Girls. Uh, he is ranked, or they are ranked, number one non-MLS club in Northern California and number 20 nationally in the annual at the Soccer Wire Top 100 Boys Soccer Clubs. So uh, coming in with, let's see, uh, so Jeff, so here, on, okay, Deanza Force account. Oh, let's see what we got. Jeff, let me call you in here. Deanza, I'm assuming you're calling from the... Let's see, Force. Okay, it's not popping up. People are trying to understand what Quincy is trying to stand under. <laughs> Football, you know what it is. Dienza, uh, yeah, Dienza Force. I'm seeing that there, so I'm going to try to call you in here because it's not, your calling's not coming in. There we go. Dienza Force Soccer. Add you in here. You can accept that. We'll get you in on the live. Jeff is on. Jeff is on, and we're ready. Everybody, welcome Jeff with the I'm in your head emojis. Spam that heart button and welcome him into our virtual. Oh, oh look at how excited I'm just dropping all the technology. Uh, welcome him into the live as his, as the Dienza Force account gets connected. You should be good, brother. Oh, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> a, little, a little bit of a delay, but right on time. We got you. We got you. What's going on, man? Uh, well, I mean, Considering what's happening, I think, you know, we're doing the best, the best we can do, right? And for us that have family, I mean, some may look at it as a somewhat of a curse, but to spend uh, all day for a few months with your family locked in home is pretty cool. So that, that's, that's the blessing from there, yeah. I love that. Starting out, starting out immediately with an MSL mindset, you know? We, we, that's what we talk about here, looking at what most would consider a difficult situation and finding the positives, the silver lining in it. And, and figuring out ways to get better and move forward. So I, I'm loving, I'm loving how the conversation has already started. There you go. Um, so that I'm pronouncing your last name correctly. How do I pronounce your last name? 
Yeah, Biter. You were close. Biter. Okay, Biter. Biter. Yeah. Um, you were yeah, you so were get, you were given a little French twist by Cher, which is okay. As if I, <laughs> I thought it was I thought it had a little bit of a you know a little flair to it. There you go. Awesome. Uh, so I was given a little bit of a background on you, so I can get everybody up to speed on that, and then we could jump straight into breaking down the mentality. And I know there's some things that you wanted to share with everybody on the DA side, the dismantling that, and we'll jump right into that. So uh, for a little bit of background for everybody on Jeff. Uh, his playing experience started with Santa Clara University, where he won an NC2A championship in 1989. And uh, not not going to date you there too much, but <laughs> I, was two years, I was two years old when that was happening. All um, right. I'm sure I would have enjoyed it. <laughs> I'm sure I would have enjoyed it if I was old enough to. Uh, but in the minor leagues, you had a trial with Man United in 91. You were in the WSL, USISL, the CISL, and joined the MLS in 96 through 99. You were with the San Jose Clash, with Paul Bravo, fun fact for everybody, Paul Bravo was the general manager of the Colorado Rapids when I was there in 2010, when we won an MLS Cup. Uh, you were with New England Revolution. Another fun fact, I was with uh, uh, Ralston, Steve Ralston as the assistant coach for me at San Jose. And then uh, Kansas City Wizards is where you ultimately retired. Kansas City Wizards are now sporting Kansas City for the younger ones on the audience who might not be aware of that. You had two caps for the United States men national team. And that is the quick update as to your, uh, would you consider yourself a journeyman? Uh, I don't, I don't think so. I mean, I think, you know, in the end of the day, I mean, I, I stayed here in California. I know you're, you're a little bit South, right. But I stayed here in California for the most part and, you know, had an opportunity to, to go over to England for a bit. And, you know, I think if the MLS would have started a lot earlier, I would have, you know, stayed in, in San Jose, but, you know how the league goes with the single entity. So, you know, sometimes a big club can pick and choose who they want and, and move around. And so, uh, you know, it, it was a great time, but I'm pretty loyal to, you know, the Bay Area for sure. Got you. I love that. Uh, seeing a bunch of people here in the comments saying, we love Jeff. Let's see what we got. Uh, Ghosty said, uh, Emily said, we love Jeff. Whoa, thanks. Welcome. Go Clash. Everyone in the comments is loving seeing you so far. It sounds like you got a lot of Bay Area uh, a, a large Bay Area fan base that's happy to see you here on the live, and um, I'm I'm looking forward to getting rocking and rolling with it. So, kind of a few things to kind of get get going into it before we get into the heavier stuff. Um, the I know you're working with Paul Bravo now. So, kind of what's your connection with Paul Bravo? Uh, what's your guys' relationship? How's that going on right now? Um, yeah. So, I mean, I think first need to be said, right? Is is I mean, you're a you're a pro, right? And and what you're doing here is incredible. I just want to give you kudos because as a as a pro, people think, you know, you, you train in the morning and then you go out and play 18 holes of golf, right? And we may do that, but but the reality is between training and lifting and therapy and meetings and video analysis and everything that comes with it, your days are pretty full as a pro athlete, not to mention the travel. And I think, you know, for you to put these type of things on for the, you know, for the players is, is amazing. So thank you for that. Um, Relative to Paul, yeah, I mean, Paul and I played at uh, Santa Clara together, and, you know, he was an amazing player, and uh, we played off and on together through all those years of all those leagues starting and stopping, and, um, you know, then we played with the first year of the Clash, and Paul was an all-star that year, scored a million goals, and, you know, the, the best player in the team that year ended up getting traded, and, you know, that's kind of how things go in, you know, back then in the MLS for sure. Paul went to Colorado and then spent the rest of his time there. And so, 
um, you had a chance to play under Paul for sure. Um, I think when Paul's time in Colorado kind of wound down and I had an opportunity to, to grab him. And it was at the same time as my current academy director, who was Albert Pug from Spain, uh, contract ran out. I, I uh, grabbed Paul and had him come back home. He's from the Bay Area, and he's, he's been amazing these last couple of years. So really glad to have him here. That's awesome to hear that kind of come full circle because uh, how big the soccer world is, but how small it is at the same time. And, but no, yeah, thank you for that. I appreciate that. Uh, I think when I first started out, uh, definitely building this company and the other side projects that I had going on, uh, social media wasn't as uh, positively looked upon when it getting going. So uh, it's, it's definitely been a journey, but I'm happy we're finally here and able to, to put stuff on like this because I think it's great for the community, the kids get, the kids, family, parents get a lot out of it. Uh, and I'm just seeing Mark Pelosi joined in on the live as well too. <laughs> gave you a, gave you a little shout out. I love that. Well, Mark was, uh, you know, Mark was one of my first players, you know, I didn't want to get into coaching, but it just kind of fell into my lap, you know? Mm -hmm. And, uh, Mark, Mark was one of my, you know, one of my, one of my cool studs at the beginning. And a great story about Mark is, uh, you know, Mark was all over the place on the field, right? And he, discipline was a little bit of a question. He was playing holding mid, tacking mid, you know, he was scoring goals. He was all over the shop. He was a good player and he was being taught the right way to play. And then, you know, he got an opportunity to go to the national team and the coach called me and said, Hey, we think Mark's a left back. Can you teach him to play left back? Because that was before he didn't go to residency. So for the next six months to a year, Mark played left back and he hated it. And, uh, you know, come to find out he ends up being a, captain in a world cup and everything else so mark mark's an amazing kid he's awesome so that's great awesome yeah uh mark and i got connected at san jose we were locker mates and that since that time we we basically were business partners and everything and have been for a while we're actually closing in on our first seven figure deal in real estate out in the kansas city market and that should close here uh fingers crossed in the next week or so but yeah, it's been uh, speaking to his discipline, lack of discipline, uh, definitely, or he was all over the place then <laughs> as well, too. It wasn't just on the field, it was also off the field, but it's it's been a good time and a, and a lot of fun. Uh, but yeah, so I wanted to definitely make sure we're covering the topic because I know a lot of kids, a lot of parents are kind of in a state of uncertainty. They're not sure what's going on, how things are going to play out, just only not only with this current situation that's going on, on the pandemic side, but the resulting dismantlement of the DA, right? So I know uh, your organization was under that umbrella. I think there was just a little bit of news on the, on the girls' side that just got released as to what the plan is with that. Uh, but for, for people who are kind of still in that state of not sure of what's going on or what's going to happen, where, where do you see it? How do you see it playing out? And kind of where are we at in the process? It's a tricky one. You know, it's a tricky one. There's a lot of bad press for U.S. soccer right now. And, uh, and, and the reality is it, it was hard because it was a Band-Aid. You know, they took it off overnight and left a lot of uh, clubs who were all in, you know, with U.S. soccer to kind of fend for themselves. And, you know, at the same time, there's leagues popping up, you know, on the girls' side, GDL, ECNL is a great option, right? Um, and on the, boy, the boys' side, you see multiple leagues kind of popping up, including MLS. So, you know, it's it's a difficult situation and trying to figure out what is best for every club is a little bit different, you know, um, jumping into a, a big league like that may not be the best for a small academy club. So, you know, really it's about taking time and making sure that you're doing the, the best for your players and, and trying to hopefully predict the best you can 
um, you know, what's going to be the best for your players in three years or in four years, not what's going to be best for the next three months when everybody's looking at you, what you're going to do, what, where are you going to go? Right. Um, you know, in, in our club, we've been fortunate to have some real talented people like Brandy Chastain and Paul Bravo and Eric Yamamoto and these guys. And I think, you know, the, the breadth of our coaches' education, you know, we we decided to get back into ECNL on the girls' side, and they were they were really, we were so thankful because we left and came back, and so we were so thankful for ECNL to give us a, a chance, you know, to join a national platform like that, um, and uh, that was just announced today. So um, I think it's it's unknown territories right now, and just trying to weigh the best options for each club is a little bit different. Got you. And, and uh, I think, no, I appreciate you sharing that because I'm now processing it and thinking about that. So what we really discuss here is the MSL mentality, an adapter die mentality. It's a, it's a dealing with chaos and uncertainty and building a plan that, that prepares you for an unpredictable future, right? So what we're looking for here is win-win situations. I heard you say it's important that you're looking for what's in the best interest of the players three years and five years from now, as opposed to being focused on just three months from now. Um, that can be something that can be very difficult for most people who might not have as much experience to wrap their head around, mainly, I mean, for multiple reasons, right? But for those who might not have the experience or the access to all the information that you do, what is something you can share with them that they could focus on or commit to that helps them get through that maybe three months, six months of it not looking like it's going to be in their best interest three years, five years from now? Great question. Great question. You know, we I had a parent call me and really upset about the fact that we are no longer in the development academy. And she kept saying league, league, league over and over. The league is folding the league. The world's coming to an end. And, you know, I took her back 20 years and, and talked about on the boys' side, there's been, I think I counted six leagues stopping and starting from CYSA to USY to Super Y League if we have some people that they into, you know, the important thing is focusing on what's going to improve you as a soccer player, right? I mean, look at this pandemic right now. Everybody is so, um, they're almost sad about it. But what we've tried to turn around a little club is, hey, when we get out of this, I want you to be better technically. I want you to be better in a, in, a, in a way that is strength, maybe in conditioning or agility or balance. Like how can you improve or move the needle a little bit instead of, you know, being on the couch and being sad and depressed. And so, you know, I think focusing on the club, focusing on what the club can perform and deliver and how you can improve right now um, versus, you know, what league I'm going to play in. And I think if those things are done right over time, they'll work themselves out. Got you. No, I, that's a great that's a great point and uh and ties in very much with what uh ryan mash has been working on over on the b pro by perfect soccer side and i know that your daughter is uh, under him and coaching and been yeah. going through his system and process for the online coaching and how to bridge that gap between maybe not having that in-person interaction that we're we're typically used to especially with the game and very much speaking to uh, the focus that you're saying that this time can be best served to improve as a player on your own and come back better and stronger. Um, from, from what you've seen uh, through what Ryan's been working on and putting together, kind of what are your thoughts on what, you, what you're seeing him doing, his progression, and how that's come together? 
Yeah, I mean, Ryan's amazing. I mean, Ryan, again, another one of my protege player, you know, when when got into the national team and he was amazing, got to Santa Clara, but he he's a great coach for us in the club and kind of full circle for sure. But I think, you know, keeping the kids engaged is so critical. And so Ryan is constantly sending the players trainings to do, constantly giving them a full workout to do. It's not just going in the backyard, hey, juggle for 20 minutes, be with the ball. Like it is an actual training session that they can do in a tight space. And then following up with uh, video and following up with things like this, where the, the player can improve. Um, that is the key to the player coming back and wanting to play soccer because there's a lot of players that are going to come back. So I don't want to play soccer anymore. Yeah. Like this is going to be so depressing for them. They're not going to want to come back, but my daughter and the players in, in, in the club with, with obviously Ryan's help, you know, are looking at it like, like, I can't wait to get back. I can't wait to show him what I've been working in. And, and we're so thankful and blessed for, for Ryan and what he's doing and um, the other coaches. Yeah, no, Ryan's a superstar. We got a couple people in there saying, Heather saying, yeah, Coach Ryan. Uh, who else? Uh, Ghosty said, Ryan's my coach and he's watching. Zuri said, yay, Ryan. Dropping the I'm in your head emojis. Um, spam that heart button for Coach Ryan. Coach Ryan has been a part of, uh, I'm not sure how much of the background you know on the history of what Ryan and mine's relationship. So I was connected with Ryan through Mark Pelosi. I know the two of them played, uh, especially coming up together through your through your organization and club. Ryan came on board with us and helped us build out our, our B Pro by Perfect Soccer um, arm of the company, which is for everyone who's not understanding, the reference and context for that is Ryan's been helping create those weekly programs that you can do at home. And if so, those of you are interested in that, so you can maintain that enthusiasm, so you can come back uh, when this is over and we're past it, a better player. Uh, head over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash create account. Ryan put in a full free week of the program that he's uh, been putting the uh, the players for the organization through as well, too, and what uh, Jeff is referencing. But uh, Ryan said, appreciate the love, Jeff. So shout out <laughs> Ryan's in the comments. Everyone, if you're loving the insight so far and the MSL mentality that Jeff is sharing with you guys, especially get through this, uh, spam that heart button because we're loving that drop your eye in your head emojis and maybe share a little bit what you've learned from coach Jeff over the time that you've been working with him. And he's been the head of, of the DOC, uh, saying deserve a raise. Well, <laughs> 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 uh, Jordan said what? Okay. So let's tie that over to a couple questions in from the audience as well too. So I'm not bogarting it cause I can always get, uh, uh, take on on that side Jordan had asked what mindset do you have when you play against teams that are better than yours I don't think I've ever had that problem <laughs> no. I love that that's, that's pure confidence <laughs> no you know it's uh uh you know I think I, I I think I heard Wayne Rooney say this but I but it's a great comment last week on your show where he said you know you play within yourself right you have a job to do as a teammate and you play within yourself and when you start to kind of go outside of your, I can't remember the word he used, but kind of what tools you have, right? I mean, you're not going to be doing Ronaldo moves if, if you're, you know, a center back like Richard Goff, right? So in the end of the day, staying within yourself gives you the best chance to be successful. And there's a lot of teams that beat teams just by balance and discipline and, and staying within yourself. And I think that is huge. And, and I really was really inspired by Wayne's comments last week, for sure. 
Got you. No, and for those of you who aren't aware, Wayne Rooney was on the show about what was it, episode sixty-seven of the Ask the Soccer Pro Show. Uh, obviously, Wayne and I have a good relationship. We played together last year um, and had many conversations. He was very open to understanding how it works here in America, the advantages and disadvantages, the potential that we have. And Jeff, I'm sure you see massive potential for soccer here in America, but that does not that does not excuse the shortcomings from different aspects and angles. For all the potential, there's plenty of things that we can do and work together to get better at. Yeah. Um, kind of tying to what you're discussing and what Wayne was alluding to on the show, he definitely made a point to say, now's the time to kind of protect the American player and the the advantages, uh, the, the ownership in the sense of the single entity of the MLS, which I'm sure you've had some personal experience with, the difficulties of that. There's positives and negatives. On the pot, on the negative side, it does take advantage of the American player, but it has been necessary to kind of establish the league to get it to where it is today. So you you could argue both sides of it. But what Wayne was seeing and talking about, and what we can kind of see now is it's time for kind of an evolution from the old ways of thinking, the old ways of doing stuff. And from where you're sitting and you're seeing the the opportunity that lies in front of us with the DA, DA being dismantled and the league having to shut down and players like Wayne who are recognizing seeing those issues. What, what do you think is that, that, that gap, that chasm that needs to be understood so that we can make, we can make that transition and it can include people, a lot more people than exclude kind of how with how the system's been so far. Yeah, I mean, the you know, the DA was just whatever it was, 78, 80 teams, I don't know. But, you know, if if you can create a national league and if the and if the local communities can work together, um, I think somehow in that process, we're going to be able to push the, you know, the, the American player further along. Right. But but to be fair, I mean, back in 2007, when the academy started and we'll talk boys, not girls, but, you know, they it, it was good. I mean, you saw within 10 years, the player development, like increase a thousand percent, right? Whether it's the coach's education or the methodology or the accountability from U.S. soccer about how we train. But I mean, if you look at my staff now versus what it was 15 years ago, I mean, it's it's incredibly different. And but that's that's the expectation. So, you know, putting the you know, putting the development back onto the clubs, I think, is 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 a good thing. But somehow that, you know, the, the United States has to get a little bit more connected uh, club to club, club to pro club, and uh, that, that, that will help us. Got you. So kind of from, from your perspective and where you're sitting and you see it, uh, what do you think that folks, so if, if we're not looking, if we look at the short term as an opportunity, right, in the first couple months, maybe three to six months, like we're talking about, it's going to not look pleasant. It's not going to be great. There's going to be some sacrifices, some cutbacks needed to be made. But if we can find that thing that we can focus on to get better. So for instance, I would tell a kid, hey, if the only thing you can focus on right now, work on your first touch. If you work on your first touch, six months, three years, five years from now, that will benefit you. That will be the crux that works in this system, a new system, the old system, doesn't matter. What would be, what do you think that the that version of that would be? for for where the overall state of coaching in America is? And I know that's a big, it's a big question, right? But, but like, if we could only pick something, one thing to singularly focus in on, what do you think would be best for us? 
that's a, that's a great question. I think the, I think we have a lot of athletes, you know, Mm -hmm. especially in the MLS, we have a lot of athletes. Um, but if you look at like the teams that were so successful, take some of the Spanish teams, you know, they weren't filled with a bunch of athletes to be fair. Right. They were filled with players that could think four five, six steps ahead. Right. Their head was never in the ground. Their head was, was always up. Head was always up. And so, you know, when we, when we talk in our club, we always say to parents and players, what's the number one thing, the best thing a player can have by the time they leave our club. And it's pretty incredible. They'll go through speed, technical, tactical, all these different things. Right. And the one thing we always say is decision-making. If you can be a good decision maker, it hides all your faults. And so, you know, a curriculum or methodology that, yes, first touch, all the things that we need, but also there's a focus also in decision making so that the players can be self-motivating and can, and can make changes in the games on their own, right? It's like the most difficult phase of the game for me is probably the possession phase, right? Because now you have players that have to make a decision. Do we go attack or do we keep the ball in the possession phase? And that's a decision. Build out, we got to get out of the build out, right? So I, I don't know the answer to that, but I think we need to be, I think we need to find a way to make better decision makers for our youth and then let them kind of advance from there. I love that. I like that a lot. And uh, the reason why I like that a lot is because a lot of what we discuss here, as you can tell, MSL, the I'm in your head, the Mental Strength League, is focusing in on the mentality aspects of just life and the game. Because if we can understand how to process situations of uncertainty like this, and we can figure out and create plans to take action and make good decisions to be better off in the future, that's going to translate well on the field as well as off. So yep. uh, I, 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 you're hearing me on praise on that. Everybody, if you're, if you're liking what Jeff's been dropping, drop down those. There you go. Everyone's already spamming that heart button. Dropping them in your head emojis. Uh, uh, you're hearing it full circle. It's mentality is a huge aspect and not having a good mentality means you're not making good decisions. So. Well, I think one of the, one of the points too, I'll comment is like, when you talk about the social media, you brought it up at the beginning. I mean, how amazing are players, what they have at their fingertips, YouTube, what you're doing. I mean, just, I mean, I had parent coaches when I was, it was just luck of God that I ended up being a player that I was, but it wasn't because of coaching. Right. So what is the difference in the player? How does the player improve? And it's self-motivation. Yep. Right. And I don't know if you all got to see the uh, opening MLS game a couple of weeks ago. They 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 put it live on ESPN and Eric Winalda was doing the uh, commentator. He's a good friend of mine. Mm-hmm. But my seven year old boy is watching the game and Eric does that cut back and score. Right. And, and my seven year old boy runs into the backyard. He dribbles down the left side, cuts it in and shoots. And he's running around like this going Eric Winalda. Right. But but that is where our players, they have to look, imitate. They have to try. And, and I think, you know, that self-motivation is really what puts some players above other players. Correct. Yeah. yeah. And well, we, I think I discussed that here. I think it was on last week's episode where I said the advantage of being the younger generation and having access to literally watching and listening to our conversation here right now with the historical context and experience we have and them is they've never experienced anything different. So it's a different type of difficulty for you listening and watching at home, because you know what to do, it sometimes makes it harder to do because you'll be, ah, I'll get to it later. Ah, it's always gonna be there. Oh, I got plenty of time. 
And the one thing we read, we definitely talk about a lot here and why we made the free time management sheet to take keep track of your time is that because of access to this information and this technology, you let time slip by. And we talk here, time is your most valuable asset. Once it's gone, it's gone. You can't respend it. You can't reuse it. So you need to invest it wisely. And uh, for all the advantages you guys have with technology and access to us and this, your disadvantage is that you take it for granted and you're not doing as much work as you need to to get to this level and beyond because it's a whole lot more work than what you see. You see us here having this conversation. It seems casual. It's fun. But we're here because Jeff put in a whole lot of work, time, and effort to get to his position and role where he's at. And I have as well, too. And that's the stuff that you guys aren't seeing. And we're hopefully getting you to understand with the MSL mentality, with the ongoing training, with the show, the training courses and all of that. So, hey, Jeff, I'm loving what, what you're sharing, man, and uh, kind of your philosophy, your outlook on the game. And and I, I think it's not uh, – I don't think it's a – I know you said uh, by some stroke of luck, but I, for me, I don't think it's a coincidence that you got to where you're at. Uh, I think it is a result of a, of a lot of hard work and, and effort and, and learning from from making many, many mistakes. I'm sure you made a lot of mistakes along the way. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Um, so was there was there anything that you were wanting to make sure that, you know, those listening in understood, took away that you were wanting to promote or share or or kind of pass on that we did not cover? No, I don't think, you know, I think right now, big topic is, you know, shelter at home, right? And so everyone's talking about that. And I think for us in the club and everywhere, I'm sure it's like just helping the players not be depressed, you know, and not sit in the house. I mean, just getting outside and understanding that they can move the needle, you know, they can move the needle technically like you talked about, right? And if they work hard enough and spend time doing it, uh, they're going to come back better and maybe more mentally uh, refreshed as well, right? And so, um, you know, I remember we were at Santa Clara, Paul and I, and others, obviously, there was a lot of great players in there, but there used to be racquetball courts underneath the uh, gym. And we used to go finish training and then go into the racquetball courts, you know? And it's just that you wonder why those players that did that ended up being pros for 12 years or 10 years or whatever, right? And so what extra work are you going to put in if you want it, right? If you want it. And so I think that's for me in this message is you have the world at your fingertips. You just got to go out and put in the work, you know? Yep. I, I love that. So that's a, that's a MSL mentality. If I've ever heard one, man. And I, uh, I love having you. I love having you on. Let's see what we've got here. Everyone uh, spam that heart button. Make sure I'm staying. I'm seeing everybody engaged still. Uh, drop in some comments. What are your takeaways so far? What you've heard from Jeff? And uh, let's see, we'll take one more question in from the audience if it's if it's coming in here uh, before. I know you got plenty that you're working on, Jeff, and, and uh, got to get to. Uh, I'm happy that you that you're able to come in and, and, and fit fit the show into your schedule, man. Um, let's see what we got here as everyone's coming in. Let's see. Uh, uh, nothing but soccer said that's great advice. Thanks so much, K9, uh, K23 Hampton gave you the, the I'm in your head emoji shout out. He's loving the mentality <laughs> of the stats. Uh, Bindi said Gucci gang. I'm, uh, I'm assuming that's a, that's a vote of approval. Uh, 
<laughs> Zuri, Zuri said, uh, I got work hard and use your time wisely. Yes, yes. Uh, Zoe Chug. Tan said, great knowledge bombs. Dropping them knowledge bombs. Um, Deanza boys and girls going to ECNL. Okay, so there we go. That would, I think that'd be a good one for the last one coming in. Because I know we didn't directly say it, but I think you had just released the news for the girls' side on the boys' side. So uh, maybe wanted to give a little bit of background on that, and we could wrap it up uh, from there. Yeah, I mean, we, this is, uh, you know, Paul Bravo, Eric Yamamoto, and, you know, Brandy Chastain, some big names, obviously, have been grinding the pavement this last two weeks, trying to um, just, you know, work with everybody and try to find out, again, not maybe what is the shiny coin right now, but where, where, where does the Anza and Thorns fit in in five years, right? And that, that's a really hard one to, to plan out. And um, so, you know, what, what we've done so far for sure is that we've taken the girls into ECNL. And at, at the moment, that's, that's all that we have been able to commit to. Um, and we're excited. We're excited. We, we were in ECNL. We won a national championship in ECNL, and, and it's a great league. So we're really excited to be back. Awesome. All right, man. Well, Jeff, thank you very much for, for your time and sharing that wisdom and knowledge. Uh, we will, maybe we'll hopefully do a, an update Ask the Soccer Pro Show episode in a couple of months here once, once there's a bit more understanding of where, where the club is, where your guys' direction is, or even, even sooner if some news comes out. But uh, yeah, man, I want to thank you again for joining in. Everybody, uh, give a shout out to Jeff. Uh, show him some love and appreciation. I know he doesn't have any personal uh, social media accounts. Hopefully, maybe we'll we'll, 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 we'll pressure you into making some so we can get some people to follow you. But if not, make sure to follow the, the Force and the Thorns account. Stay up to date on what's going on on that side. And um, yeah, was there anything no, else? Just, hey, thank you uh, for everything you do for, for the players. It's, it's, uh, it's great. Thanks a lot. Awesome, man. Thanks again. Okay, thank you. Later, brother. Later. All right, big shout out to Jeff. Thank you very much, Jeff, for joining in. Everybody tell Jeff thank you. Make sure uh, once we're done with this show, you guys head over there and uh, say thank you on the accounts. And for those of you who uh, were wondering about the program that Jeff was referencing for his daughter, head over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash create account. You can get access to the weekly program that, uh, that they're going through over there that Coach Ryan has been working on everybody shout out coach Ryan and the double header second man of the hour has just joined in. We got Hercules Gomez. So I'm juiced to continue this live, this episode of the Ask Soccer Pro Show while he's jumping in here. Yo, what's going on, man? What's up, Quincy? How you doing? Man, you know, uh, steady staying productive and, and taking advantage of all the extra time that this uh, unfortunate pandemic has afforded us. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Stay safe out there, my people. Yes. How about uh, how about you? What's been going on in your end? Uh, fortunately enough, I've uh, been working. Um, I've had the capability. This is actually the studio. I'm in my home studio, so I record out of here, and people won't believe this, but when you guys watch like Sports Center or anything like that, majority of the time we can do this from an iPad. <laughs> showing showing people how it how it really works yeah and that. see we just put on the back and that's it but uh i've been uh i've been working i had a i do um 
a lot of Spanish stuff for ESPN Deportes. I had a few English things today as well, but they keep us busy, man. We're, it's getting tough trying to be creative and find content, but it, it's, uh, it's fun. That's okay. That's good. Well, before we even get into the other stuff, that's, that's interesting. What have you found to be uniquely difficult about finding content when there is no games being played? Exactly that. There are, there are no games being played, so you can't really react. You have to create. And uh, the, like in football, like in soccer, the hardest thing to do is create. The most easy, the, the, the simplest thing to do is destroy. You know, uh, and I always make fun of the defenders and, and my boys who are all my boys are defenders or goalkeepers, but it's very simple to destroy. It's very easy to destroy, but to create that's difficult. And, and it's the same thing on our side. We've got to try to find a way to because everybody's going to talk about the same content. How can we give it a different twist? How can we captivate your attention? How can we do something different um, in a time where I think. We all need it. I mean, I, listen, man, we, we all have family. We all have people we're responsible for, worried for. We need escapes. Um, so soccer for a lot of us is exactly that. The sport is exactly that. So it, it's good to find avenues and different ways to get away from it. And this is what we try to do. No, I love that. So uh, I know you might have become recently aware of the Ask the Soccer Pro Show, what we've been doing here. We're already, I think we're on episodes. I See, I have to think about it. I think we're on episode 69 today. Uh, been doing the live show over on Instagram for over a year, almost a year and a half now. Um, so love having you join in on the show. But a big philosophy idea that we talk about is the MSL or the Mental Strength League, uh, an adapt or die mentality and create out of chaos and how to thrive during chaos. And obviously the pandemic is not something that everybody is thrilled about, but based on the mentality you take during this time, you can create something for yourself that wouldn't otherwise be available you know in the weeks or months ahead absolutely uh my mentality has always been sink or swim you know it's it's uh you can complain about what's going wrong what you don't have uh what others have what's not going your way but that's not going to really do anything for you um, especially in this life and when this pandemic hit you know uh it's i can give you various examples and the most glaring is there was nothing on tv you know, um, I host a, a daily show five days a week on ESPN Deportes, and it's all like all of a sudden we're not on air. What do we do? So we had to find ways of getting creative, and we started doing interviews via Zoom, and we started editing those interviews with templates of our show, and then we started, you know, packaging them out to different, you know, uh, shows within the company at ESPN and ESPN Deportes and doing things like that. And on the English side, it was like, all right, well, what can I do to be useful? What can I do? stay relevant in a way i started doing these interviews and just like you're doing i, I started hitting up my friends my boys my you know people within the game and i said demarcus beasley i said i got this idea i've been trying to get this podcast off the ground for since max and herc you know uh perished uh max Bredos, you know he's he ended up leaving the company so that was the end of max and herc and and i had the itch to get back in the podcast world and i want to do this series of interviews where i kind of go Joe Rogan-esque on it. You know, we can yep. talk about the sport, but it can take us anywhere. You know, if you want to talk about whatever you want to talk about, if it's movies, if it's like books, whatever you want to talk about, whatever your interest is, we'll go there. And I said, Bees, I want to do this interview with you. He's like, yeah, no problem. I was like, I need at least 45 minutes of your time. He said, damn, 45 minutes? I said, yeah, man, I want to cover your career. I think you're a pretty cool guy to profile. You know, I know you very well, but most people don't really know you like I know you. I think it'd be cool. So sure, no problem. He did an hour and 40 minutes, you know, yeah. you just, you get, you get in there and you go down the rabbit hole and it was a lot of fun. And because of that, I, it just one 
snowballed into the other, and I ended up getting Javier Aguirre, who's a Laganes coach, who was a Mexican national team coach. I got him in English, and you know, he spoke about being coach with Cunaguero Atletico. He spoke about the O2 World Cup, and then ended up getting Gundogan, you know, Man City player, and it keeps kind of snowballing. And before you know it, in this time of of need, I'm doing something I didn't do before because yeah. I didn't lay down. You know, I didn't I didn't say, well, we can't do anything. I, I was being proactive and. And you know this, Quincy. More often than not, you're gonna have the door slammed in your face. You yeah, most, most of the t- most of the time, the door is always slammed in your face. It's exactly. Just, what, do you, what do you do when that happens? So, okay, I would say, and this is an assumption on my side. So, I'd like a little bit of your feedback on that, especially for context for the audience, right? You were a striker, and yeah. that was your main position. That is how you put food on the table, and that is a very coveted position that there's a lot of people trying to come after you and tear you down right yeah you gotta have a certain you gotta develop a certain type of mentality to thrive at that level especially for multiple years yeah so so what do you believe you learned on the field that allows you to translate that skill off the field during a time like this adapt if you want to eat brother you know how this is uh (laughs) i think you and i understand each other very well in this um Sometimes I'm sure you came on the field not being that nine, not being the lone striker, not being the go-to guy. If you want to get on the field, you'd have to play in the midfield, on the right, on the left, underneath that striker. You'd have to do the dirty work because there was already that striker in place. You have to do whatever you can to get on the field. And that was the same same case for me, you know. I, I mean, I was a forward my majority of my life, majority of my career. But now that I'm looking back on the years, I had a 17-year career. Maybe more often than not, I didn't play forward. More often than not, I played as, a, I mean, with the national team, my prime years that I actually got to play, and I was a big part of the national team with, you know, Bob or with Jurgen. Yeah. I ended up playing in the midfield, kind of outside on the left, and it was the same thing. Work hard, be a good teammate, and when the ball gets on the other side, pinch in, become that second forward. Be creative because you're going to have ways where you're going to find goal-scoring opportunities. And I, you know, for better or worse, I had that about me growing up where I had that, Six cents in and around the box, you know, I could always strike a ball. Uh, but then I started being a little craftier in the way I found opportunities. And, um, you know, when you when you want to play and you realize it's getting your results, you keep doing the same thing, the same formula, regardless of the position. And that's kind of been my mantra, regardless of whether it's the sport or, you know, or out of the sport. It's not about talent. You know, for me, it's been about work ethic. It's been about sometimes quantity over quality. Um, if I'm being honest, because if you pound that door long enough, uh, it's bound to happen. And listen, I played for 17 years and I played with players that were a hell of a lot better than me, but they played maybe two years. They had maybe a six year career. They had maybe a handful of years where they were productive. And for whatever reason, as long as I kept getting a little better and just kept going, you know, I'd keep eating. I love that one. So, uh, Paul and there said adapt or die mentality. Zuri said love strikers. Uh, A-O-K-O-V-A-R said, what do you say? Swab? Swab? Shave? Oh, shave hurts. <laughs> I said swab. Yeah. I thought he said you're Yeah, swab. man. It's getting, it's getting big. It's getting uh, a quarantine beard. Uh, it's all good. It's all good. Um, but uh, what was uh, my point with that was uh, we talk a lot here about small improvements over time yield big, big results, right? Yeah. We're here, we, we're here to develop a long-term winner's mindset. And we look at it as the uh, the penny a day compounding effect. And if you haven't heard or understood that, we like to pose to the audience here. If it was between two options, I'll pay you, I'll cut you a $50,000 check here today, cash, or I'll give you one penny today and I'll double it every day for 30 days. Which do you choose? 
Penny and Damer. It's like the lottery, man. Don't take the lump sum. Okay, so then, and you might already know this, but how much, how much more? If obviously you're picking it because it's more than fifty thousand, how much more than fifty thousand do you think it is? For how long did you say? So thirty days. So one penny today, two pennies uh -huh. tomorrow, four pennies day three, eight pennies day four, sixteen pennies day five, thirty-two pennies day six. Oh man, you're making me break out the math. This is. Yep. Wow. So we, we're going ballpark here, just top of the head and uh, just off the top of your head. You think it's more than 50. So how much more than 50 do you think it is? I don't know. Maybe not that much more than 50. If I'm going top of the head, let's say yes. 60, 65. Okay. I appreciate you saying that. I appreciate you saying that because this will set context, more context for everybody here on the live. There's other people who've been on. They've heard this from me before. K23, I know you're in here. You've heard this also. This week, MLS just joined in. What's up? It's over $2 million. <laughs> it's almost, I think it's over $4 million. Well, there you go. Good thing I took it. Correct. And the main, the reason why I want to say that, because I definitely want to tie it into what you're, what you're saying here. If I get a little bit better every right. day. Everybody, most people, even when you hear that and you know it's more than 50, most of the time you, you go conservative and you think close to 50. You're not thinking 3 right. million, 4 million. And that's the power of getting a little bit better every day and consistent and how you end up getting a 17-year career. And there's little things that you see with guys you know are better than you, right. but they're not better than you five years from now. And that's what you're focused yeah. on. This so is where I wish it. I was a little bit more like Matthew Stafford. Get that break out the mathematician really quick. There you go. <laughs> no, I love it, but it's it's good. I like that example because because uh, the answer is exponential, and we think in linear fashion one, right. two, three, four, not two, four, six, eight, twelve. It immediately, it it goes outside of our realm of understanding. And what we talk about, all of our thing here is a philosophy of mentality, as you have, as you can tell, and mindset. And understanding the limitations of our own self-belief. See, you know? I think that's that's a good point as well as understanding your own limitations. I mean, this is the same reason why people have financial advisors, why they have uh, they go and and they seek counsel in certain fields that they're not aware of. LeBron James, where if his buddies, all his friends were going to be in his group, well, make them study, make them be the people who decide, but make them educated. You know, it's yes. the same kind of thing. Yep, 100%. And I'm, I'm loving it because a core value here is teamwork makes the dream work. And here at Perfect Soccer, everyone's on the team. We're all investing in ourselves. An investment in Perfect Soccer is an investment in yourself. And we're long-term winner mindset out here. So I'm loving that. I want to transition over a little bit, especially the reason why we ended up getting connected. Uh, we ended up getting connected here because of my interview with Wayne uh, on episode 66 of the Asa Soccer Pro Show. Uh, for those of you, if you haven't listened, go ahead and make sure you have a listen. But Wayne uh, and I developed a really good relationship while I was here. I respected his willingness to understand the issues of the union, the issues of the player pool, the American player, when he definitely did not have to, right? He genuinely was interested. He wanted to learn. He spent hours and hours having conversations with me to learn. And uh, a big reason why he felt compelled to come back and share his perspective kind of on the fly, just on the show when we're having a conversation. And uh, I believe you and... Sebastian, Sebastian Salazar. Sebastian Salazar. And Alejandro Moreno. I believe. Yes. <laughs> Happened to pick up that and had a conversation on ESPN FC. Correct. Right. Okay. I, I was quite entertained by what I saw and how it, how it played out. And for me, the perspective that I can have watching it, I have a lot more of the historical 
perspective and understanding. Um, I also saw your reaction to uh, Sebastian's reaction. So uh, I kind of want to, I'll give you the floor so you can kind of share your initial thoughts, what you thought he was missing, what, what is going on there, and then kind of a few more for you after that. Well, see, my initial reaction wasn't really on, on what is Wayne Rooney or his reaction. It was more Sebastian Salazar and Sebi Salazar trying to go after Wayne. Of why is Wayne talking now? Why didn't he use his platform when he was in Major League Soccer? Why didn't he speak up then? Which I think Sebastian's going for a cert. I mean, Sebi, I don't know if you know the story, but Sebi was one of the guys who was gung-ho against Wayne Rooney going to D.C. United. It didn't fit the market. It didn't speak to the relevance of the community there, blah, 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 blah. And we just sent him through the ringer at FC. Okay. And it ended up being the right move for DC United, it ended up being the right move at the time for Wayne Rooney. He gave us some unbelievable moments. So for him, it was more of us reacting, Savvy still kind of beating that drum and not letting it go. Gotcha. Uh, but in a way, maybe Savvy does have a point. There are certain times when a player has both the clouts and the platform and they're perfect examples of when you can use them. Maybe Wayne did. Maybe he just didn't voice it externally. Maybe he didn't voice it to the world like he did on your podcast. Uh, and I'll give you an example. Right now, you guys are in this crazy situation where you're being asked by ownership to take a salary cut. Um, and from what I understand from the owners is it's a pro-rated salary cut. And depending dependent on the amount of games that you end up playing in Major League Soccer, it's the amounts that you will be reduced, yada, 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 all these technical things. Um, and there was a call between the players and the ownership group, and there was something like 100-something players that were involved. And Chicharito Hernandez was one of the guys who actually spoke up. This is recently. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of this isn't public, but he spoke out, and players were very happy with the way he used his platform, with the way player of his background, his clout at the moment, his stock used his platform within the ownership group to not voice displeasure but to say like hey this may be hurting you more than just financially if you end up doing this and i'm sure i think it was he voiced it like other players from beyond will think twice about coming if we handle this the wrong way so let's all come to terms and handle it the right way so that's one way of doing it i don't really know if wayne rooney did that when he was here if not um, but our reaction was more going on that because listen you know what it's like you've been traded from teams um i don't know if you've been waived i've been waived from teams but it doesn't necessarily leave you in the most protected position and when you get traded from a market like uh let's just say colorado which uh is a very affordable housing market compared to california yep. and you're going to go to california you're going to make the same amount of money to live in a more expensive housing market. And they're only going to give you, I believe back then when I was in the league at my salary, it was $3,500 to do your move. Yeah. Now I was a single guy. I was 25, 26 years old. So it didn't really impact me that much, but to be a guy with a family and have to make that move, uproot your family, your kids out of school, your wife out of her position. Cause I'm sure she's going to be working as well to go to a more expensive housing market. Uh, without really any say because you sign over your FIFA pro rights, which is what major league soccer players do. That's a lot to handle. And I, I've played abroad. I've played in Mexico and I've played in a type of football that's first world, I would say in the way they give attention to the game and the way that they spend money on players, the amount of money within mm -hmm. um, that's not the case in major league soccer and it's getting a lot better, but it's very disheartening. It's very hard to swallow if you're a major league soccer player and that happens to you.
No, I agree. And maybe to give a little more context for you as well, too, in terms of, I think a big mistake that a lot of people make, especially those who are on platforms uh, like ESPN and, and others who are commenting on the game on the outside looking in, uh, a lot of times when they're making comments, it's not, it's, it's always saying he hasn't used his platform. So in the case of Wayne, he hasn't right. used his platform for this. When it's not, he hasn't used his platform. It's you weren't paying attention when he did. And now you're choosing to pay attention, but he's been saying this all along. So if right. you look at his tweets uh, back last year when he had put, you know, this is the unacceptable. traveling tweets. Yeah, yeah, this is unacceptable MSL. Right. This is, you know, these are things he's seeing and he's pointing out and he's realizing. Somebody by... told him about MSL because that's, that's, that's a thing from back in the day that we used to always say about Major League Soccer not doing things right. So the mental strength league, man, is the mindset. <laughs> Is no, mindset, but you know what I'm talking about. I understand, but MSL, the mental strength league and the mindset and mentality is what you need to get right. through how ridiculously unfair the system is for American players. Right. And most people, most people do not have the firsthand experience and they're not listening to American players because guys like Salazar will sit here and crap all over American players. Oh, they're not good. Oh, they're not right. this. And I'm going like, you don't know how to play the game. You would get killed by any of us on the field. You wouldn't say any of this to any of our faces, but you'll talk from the top of your little mountain in your green screen, and you're never being held accountable for what you're saying. But you have a huge influence on individuals who are coming into the league for the first time, who have no frame of reference, who don't understand the history, and everything that's out of your mouth is American players are crap. American players are this. American players aren't good enough. And you wonder why. Yeah, but Quincy, but Quincy, Quincy yes. and I understand yes. where you're coming from. Yeah. Uh, and I by no means am going to defend Sebastian. He's a big boy. Uh, yeah. But I can tell you, he will say it to said person's face because that's his job. Uh, and also, and I found this out very quickly working now on this side. Uh, and I work in two different cultures. I'll be on TV in the States and on TV in Mexico. And listen, I've gotten crushed in multiple languages and multiple countries. I've been mean, <laughs> trending topic, you know, whatever you want to, whether it's good or bad, I've been there. Sometimes us as athletes, we were very quick to pull the trigger and say, you've never played, you don't know. But then what we're telling the audience is, you've never played, you don't know. So that's, that can't really be uh, no, our I, go-to. No, I, I hear you, but that's not, but that's not my point that I'm, I'm making, right? That's not my point that I'm making. I'm saying you don't understand the experience of being an American player in this American system to sit here and say that one, we aren't, we're compensated good enough and we should just shut up and dribble and play when he has no context for what he is asking players to do. Minimum salary is 80,000, right? right. When I'm in DC this year, I have a family and kids. I'm an 11 year veteran in my prospective sport. I have a lot of value to provide, not only on the field, but off the field as well too. And you're, you're explaining and telling guys who've helped to build the league to a level that you can speak about and make money talking about, you're not paying any homage or recognizing the fact that their hard work and effort is a big reason why you can crap on them and to oh. just dismiss them is, but, is is unfair, I believe. No, no, I no. You, you may be right about it being unfair to an extent. And I don't want to cut, I don't want to totally cut you off. We can jump back on. Cause, no, 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 no problem, no problem. Instagram, uh, Instagram limits you to an hour. So Instagram's going to cut me off here in a minute. I want to save this. So let me end it and then we'll come back in. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay.
Hey, sorry to interrupt, but if you've enjoyed listening to this episode and learning what it takes to increase your mental strength, well, how would you like to work with me one-on-one directly? Now you can with Be Pro Mentality. Head over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash bpro, that's perfectsoccerskills.com slash b-e-p-r-o to apply to work with our network of pro players today. Tony, what's going on? Yeah, I'm having a great conversation with, uh, with Herc. Uh, Joe Jackson, welcome back. K23, Teapot, This Week in MLS, Justin, welcome, welcome, welcome. Yeah, having a great conversation with, uh, with Herc. And uh, you guys know the, the show goes for an hour, but I'm loving this with Herc. And uh, uh, we don't want it. We, the show doesn't end. The show goes on. Uh, hey, Muma, what up, brother? All right. Uh, I've loved so- this. Uh, John, yeah, my brother. Uh, welcome, welcome. Yeah, John, everyone's saying they're loving the combo, so we got to keep it going, man. And I, I like this. So I didn't, I didn't want to cut you off. No, but, you're uh, fine. Here's uh, what I will say. Uh, yeah. I don't disagree with what you're saying because I feel where you've been. Trust me, I was making $1,200, $1,250 a month to live in California the year that we won a double in Los Angeles with the Galaxy, and I was voted the team MVP as a developmental player. So I feel the struggle. I know what it's about. But this just adds fuel to those fires where the American pl- uh, soccer player is weak, uh, where the American soccer player is insecure, where the uh, just in general. And listen, I will harp on our soccer culture in general is very insecure. We constantly compare each other to European, uh, you know, leagues or European fans or whatever. We're, we're always we, we have a sense of inadequacy that I don't really understand. What I will say about what you're saying right now is, is Sebastian Salazar doesn't have to play homage to anybody, to any major league soccer player. Uh, he's got to play homage to the guys who are, who are in his position where this league started out. You know what I mean? Not the player. He has his reasons for not believing Wayne or to contradict Wayne. But all that is essential to the growth of the sport in this country. Because when we're in a sense, and that's what I'm there. That's why I was there. That's why I believe it was Alejandro Moreno. Could have been Craig Burley. I'm not too sure who was there with us. But that's what the other guys are there for, too, the perspective. Because I believe the way that segment played out was both of us who were there, whether it was Alejandro Moreno or I or Craig Burley and I, completely going against what Sebastian Salazar was going with and more of a different perspective. So that's essential because it can't always be the same train of thought, uh, rather, whether you think it's right or wrong. Now. Uh, here, does he have here, a certain sense of uh, spice or is a certain different brand when he when he brings it out of course of course but that's very that's very how how can i say it's non-traditional in our landscape and a lot of people actually enjoy that oh, and, and here's what here's where i um uh, understand i'm not saying his ignorance doesn't help the league get exposure when he spews what he's spewing it creates conversation because of his ignorance. We're connected now and right. having a conversation and educating the audience on what it actually is. So they can see when guys like that speak, they're speaking on things. They don't know what they're talking about. For me, I, I'm not going to say that I am better at what he does than him when I haven't been in his world and doing it. There are plenty of things that he probably is much better than me at. And I will, pay homage or pay respect or acknowledge those things. But his, uh, his arrogance in, and unwillingness to think that 
he could be wrong in what he's saying about players without even considering it as a potential a potentiality, especially after you're giving me more context on the fact that he thought Wayne was a terrible move and a terrible this and a terrible that. And you're telling me he can't even acknowledge that he was wrong about that, which is why he's dug himself into an even deeper hole in his argument with you yeah. at that time for, for me. And I'm just saying outside looking in, and that's where I'm going like, oh, when you're giving me context, it makes more sense to me now because he doesn't want to let, he doesn't want to admit that he's wrong. And that's a problem with culture here in America, soccer culture. We do not reward anybody who admits to making a mistake or shows that they're wrong because you get crucified. You're better off denying you're wrong about everything always because that's how you make your way up the ranks. But you just said it, Quincy, and uh, we're sitting here having a conversation because what he said struck a nerve with you and it probably struck a nerve with a lot of different other people, right? That's cause and effect. A lot of these, and this is not just here in the States, there are a lot of pundits out there and we've seen them in different sports all the time. The Stephen mm -hmm. A's, the Skip Baylesses, uh, the Colin Cowards. We've seen them, and I work in Mexico as well, Latin America. I see them there all the time. Their time's at 100 over there. I've got to deal with maybe 50 of those guys, you know, mm -hmm. at a time. We see them in England. We see them different. That's what this culture is around the world. Football, soccer, it's not at the stage right now where you're going to turn on the TV and it's going to be talked about 24-7, at least not American soccer. You know what I mean? But that doesn't mean we can't cover it in our FC world the way it would be covered in other countries. And that's what I do enjoy. That's what I do like. And listen, it took me a while once I went to Mexico and I started getting really hammered, really, really getting just my name just slandered in the papers, in the press, or just on TV uh, as a player and now as a pundit where at any given day, Major League Soccer plays a CONCACAF Champions League game and they may lose whatever team. It could be a team I've never even heard about. It was first year in Major League Soccer, they lose to a Mexican team. My mentions are going to be flooded uh, in, in Twitter. It's going to be a bunch of people in Mexico and Latin America saying, there goes your league, this and that. And the same thing on this side. If whatever happens, the Mexican team loses to a Major League Soccer team, there you go. Uh, you met MLS hater, this and that. It, 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 this is par for the co course in other countries. And I think a lot of this is good. It's, it's good. Thick-skinned is good. It's good to have different perspectives. It's good that you get fired up because some guy was talking about an interview you did about one of the world's biggest superstars in his moments um, not using his platform. This is the dialogue discourse that we've been needing to have for quite some time. Correct. I welcome more of this. Correct. And here, to, to your point, the one thing that you had mentioned was other countries. And what I'm saying is that's the root of the insecurity here in America. We don't have to, just because they do it in another country, doesn't mean that's how it needs to be done here. And just because Sebastian says that Wayne has never used his platform for the positive or the group, where was he when, where was he when uh, he was playing? Well, he was speaking up, but you weren't listening. Right. And he's still speaking up now. And the way in which you've rationalized it in your mind is that it's propaganda and he's, what does he stand to gain by coming back to a minimum salary veteran, 11 year pro who everyone thinks is crap. You're speaking to the choir, you're preaching to the choir, so, brother. So, but hear me out, <laughs> but hear me out here. Who is, all the people in the, who are you? You're just some random guy, you look at your stats, you're crap, you're this. I understand it, I don't mind, MSL. We turn the negativity and we build our brand. Please hate on me. 
Please right. on me. But what we talk about here is facts and truth. And if I'm wrong, I'll admit and say that I'm wrong. But in the MSL, if you don't admit to your mistakes, it only makes you look worse over time. And for me, what made got me fired up and what made me tune in was the fact that this guy is lying. And I need to know if he knows he's lying, and which means he's trying to be manipulative or he just doesn't know because no one's let him be aware, which is me making him aware of his ignorance. So if he I would, would tell like- you, I would tell you this about him. He's one of the smarter individuals I've come across in the game uh, and especially in what he wants to get out there. But I honestly think he feels this way about Wayne Rooney. I honestly think uh, his initial gut told him Wayne Rooney was a bad idea and he's still holding, clinging on to it. It could be hard headedness. It could be whatever you want. Uh, and I think it was a mistake. I mean, I think the the numbers talk for themselves, but he'll turn around and say, oh, yeah, you want to talk about the numbers? Tell me how many sellouts DC United had. Tell me how many championships they won. Tell me how many games they won. You know, so there's yeah, and also we can, but, a different and, perspective. And I'm, and I'm okay with that because I'll have that conversation with him as well, too, because this is what I'm saying. Like, when somebody especially in the, the pundit world and the, the online world right. is wrong. They try to point to other stats to validate rather than just admit or concede that they lost on that point and move forward and build, rebuild their argument. I think by denying your mistakes, right? And we talked about this, knowing yourself, knowing your mistakes, being honest with yourself. For me, I look at it the same way that I look at it on the soccer field. You're not, you're not gonna win every argument and you're not going to be right about everything. You're going to learn and grow, but you won't learn and grow if you don't, if you're not open to the idea that you could be wrong and that there's better data out there, better perspectives, better experience, just like I'm willing to have that conversation with him. But for me, if you're pivoting over to, oh, well, what about stats and wins and stuff? I would then question him, right, in asking, okay, how about before something happens, you set the context for what determines success or failure. So we can discuss that first, and then we won't have to argue about whether you are right or not, because you, you, you wrote it down in the beginning, instead of, instead of all these deflection tactics that- Yeah, but you know what he's gonna tell you? And listen, I would love to watch this interaction. He's uh -huh. gonna tell you, people will tune out by the time he actually got to the point. Do you know what I mean? So then get better at your job. That's 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 not really what it's about. Any, any sport, any sport, you can't. You and this is why it's very difficult to have an X's and O's conversation on TV. This is, I mean, trust me, I've been there. Yeah. Uh, I've been on national TV live, and they say, "Get your point across out in thirty seconds, go." You know, and you're like, it's a very difficult thing, and yeah. you want to give it context. You want to give it actual meat, but more often than not, you're painting with very broad strokes. Correct, but Herc, this is what I'm, I'm of the belief of, right? I think you're dead on with wanting to do the Joe Rogan S type podcast. Because yeah, you, can, I, you can delve into it. Because, because I think the audience at large is sick of hot takes from guys like Sebastian with no context or understanding. I think people are going to, as time goes on, want longer, deeper, thoughtful conversations, just like the one that we're having, to get a better, true representation of what's going on. Well, that's why there's different platforms, you know? Correct, and I, and I think as time goes on, the audience will become more educated over time, 
which now means the the average viewer is more educated they want to they maybe they don't want to stay in that state of you're right you're wrong you're right you're wrong okay hey let's enjoy the game let's learn about it let's not let's not assume that american players are crap just because there's american in front of their name and then assume that they're the best player in the world because there's an international symbol in front of it and i'm going like that is that's so superficial it's so discriminative it's so ignorant that i don't see how people can't see the the, the hypocrisy in it yet but 2020 is about the vision man msl <laughs> baby msl's here to help people see. i'm ready for this 2020 to end my man <laughs> No, dude, I, I, I appreciate I appreciate you joining in, man. I love the fact that you were quick to respond and to interact and engage. I mean, that's that's huge. That's huge to me. I think it shows a lot about your character. It shows a lot that you're willing to learn. You want to grow, you want to understand, you want to be better, and you you know, you want to connect and right. and uh help people understand the game better and just you know, understand you. Just yeah, like you're yeah. saying, you see. I guess uh, we're very similar in the sense you see Demarcus Beasley, you know him, you understand him, you want people to know him too, because right. you're like, bro, it's the same with me when I was in San Jose, I'm like, I'm just going to start this vlog because there's so many characters in here that people need to just see what it's like. These are humans. They're stupid. They're smart. They're funny. They're, they're not like funny, you. which makes them, uh, yeah. yeah. And uh, I think when more people understand and learn that that pro guy across the table from you is literally just like you, aside from the fact that maybe he can do something with the soccer ball that you can't. The game will be enjoyed so much more, you know, and we can, we can, we can argue, but we can know that we're still all human at the end of the day. We're all struggling with different things with different reasons. We're all on a, we're on a different part of the journey. But I want I'm 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 happy to ride this MSL wave a journey with you, brother. I appreciate it, my man. And if you ever get Sebastian Salazar on here, let me know. I would love to moderate. Bro, <laughs> if you reach out to him so we can have a conversation, let's set it up. We just uh, actually launched our Perfect Soccer Gamer Twitch account. I know we could all connect through uh, Skype, and you could be the moderator while we have a conversation. And I could let Sebastian educate me on all the ways in which I'm wrong, and he can just make me look look bad and i will happily i'll happily enjoy the free education oh those are pay-per-view numbers i would love to see okay <laughs> i love that man well is there any initiatives or anything that you're working on or or you you'd like people to be aware of or share or... man honestly just uh be safe stay indoors social distancing um we're not as smart as we think uh this isn't going away anytime soon yeah i understand we're all struggling uh take a breath uh, do your part and before you know it this will all be over but just stay safe my man to all those people out there awesome brother hey thanks so much i appreciate it man uh love to you know connect follow up again in the future yeah let's chop it up again soon yeah thanks brother all right have, have a good, good one later awesome uh that was really great herc if you're still in thanks so much for joining in man i appreciate the conversation and the knowledge uh, Eli said this was the best episode yet. Yes, I'm loving that. A lot dropped in. Uh, Quincy versus Sebi. Hey, let's do it. Uh, Paul said, I'm in your head. I'm in your head. Emojis. Burr, Brimham, Keith. What's going on, brother? Justin said, love the episode. Yes, this was a good one. Joe Jackson said, great conversation. Ryan Mash. Ryan, one step at a time, brother. Everybody knows 
long-term winner's mindset here. This, this started in the trenches. You guys have been with me from the beginning. And we're going to keep rocking and riding this MSL wave together. Uh, Paul said, Quincy on ESPN, you guys can make it happen or what? You know, the, you got to let, you guys got to let them know if that's what the people want to see. Uh, but yeah, yeah, no, I'm loving it. Uh, it was a great episode. Uh, Jeff came in uh, and dropped some knowledge and help. hopefully will help a lot of the youth players out there who are, who are wanting to improve and understand how to navigate this time during the dismantlement of the DA. Her came in as well too, shared a bit on the American uh, experience and just being a veteran with over 17 years of experience, which is awesome. Uh, I, I'm only at year 11, he made year 17. So that, that takes a, a high level high level of discipline and understanding so that doesn't happen by mistake guys so um listen up uh quincy to espn disney hey uh, why not uh live zoom on ps youtube with sebi and herc i'm love you guys start putting it out there people need need some content they need something to talk about and they need they need that msl knowledge so if you guys keep preaching and sharing it i'm happy to continue to to speak on it uh brimham brimham said i created an account bro and we're supposed to we're supposed to talk today brimham uh call in next week but send send over the uh what you had filled out what did i ask you i've talked to a lot of people since up to this point what did i ask you that you needed to make sure you filled out before you hop back on and we could talk about it um and then we can go there but uh everybody thanks so much for joining in um, if there was any questions, maybe drop a question if you got one. If not, we'll wrap it up for today's episode. I think we, we shared a lot. You guys know I can end up just keep on going because I'm loving it. Uh, for those of you who are still tuning in and you haven't already, make sure you create your perfectsoccerskills.com slash create account. Uh, like I, uh, the new match balls are in, so you can go check that out. Get yourself a match ball. The two, oh, there we go. The two and one portable upgraded soccer goal. Look at that. How beautiful is that? It's back in with the with the all of that you guys that's there skills academy has been upgraded we're also creating the b pro the b pro weekly program um you get a special discount if you have your perfect soccer team membership um joe jack said thanks quincy of course thanks for joining in uh justin penny said thanks you thank you uh, yeah thank you guys for joining in and thanks for being loyal followers and and tuning in and just soaking up that knowledge and more importantly, applying what we share on this account. Um, I'm loving seeing your guys' videos when you're shooting uh, your ball skill in the house with the perfect soccer ball, the, the portable goal. When you guys are tagging and sharing our account and shouting us out, we reshare and uh, love giving, showing love to the community. So Tony said, perfect soccer, three fire emojis. So everybody, as we wind down here and we're gonna, we're gonna tune out, can everyone spam that heart button? Drop in those I'm in your head emojis so I can see them one last time. Yeah. Joe said, always absorbing the knowledge. I'm in your head. Hoo-wee. Guys, mental space is as cheap as it's ever going to be in human history. We're out here claiming lots of it and we're giving it out away rent-free. So make sure you continue to tune in to the MSL, claim your free mental space, your mental rent. And 
three years, five years from now, when everybody realizes that this is where they learned about claiming mental real estate and we just created a brand new market, you guys were in on the ground floor. When you're in on the ground floor, that's when you profit the most. So invest in yourselves, keep dropping the mime in your head emojis. I'm loving that, spamming that, spamming that, yeah. Turn when you edit this, make a funny commercial that doesn't even give context so people will have to watch the show to understand what this is about. Yeah, 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 yeah. Avery said, love the account so much. Keep it up. Good work. Thank you, Joe Jackson. Thank you, England 2130. I know it's like 400,000 AM in the morning out there. Thank you very much. Anes, yes, my singing is high level. Just with I'm in your head, the, the cool, the cool sunglasses. Yo, uh, thanks for the I'm in your head emoji love. Everybody spam that heart stuff. Uh, oh, last thing. And I always say it, but this time I mean it. Uh, make sure you guys tune in to the season goes on just because the MLS season is shut down. Doesn't mean the MSL didn't turn it back on. Earl goes live every Saturday, 4.30 p.m. PST, 7.30 p.m. EST over on the Perfect Soccer Gamer Twitch account. PerfectSoccerSkills.com slash the season goes on. He's going to be going weekly, challenging an MLS player across the league every single week from here till however long we want to do this for. So join in on the stream this week in MLS. Eli helps me uh, to commentate on it. We're going to try to set things up through maybe Twitch as well as the, uh, the Instagram account so we can get you guys questions here. There are prizes over $1,000 in prizes up for grabs every week for those of you who predict the appropriate score, aggregate score of the first round. You get all that information over um, at perfectsoccerskills.com slash the, the season goes on. So if you're listening to the replay or in the future, go to that, that uh, link and uh, submit your scores over on Twitter so that you can enter to win. That's right, Joe said, hash of the season goes on, baby. Uh, Joe Jackson said, I swear these are like a second Ask a Soccer Pro show. They basically are. You guys get, you know, I, you know I miss you guys and I, I like making sure we keep it going. So uh, yeah, great episode today. Again, thank you to Hercules uh, for joining in. Thank you to Jeff for joining in. Uh, the replay will be up over on the website here tomorrow. You can get access to it in the membership area. So make sure you guys go and create your free accounts if you haven't. I love seeing the fact that you guys don't stop spamming that heart button. It's awesome. Uh, but yeah, loving, loving the support, loving everybody hanging on and sticking around the entire time. Um, you know what it is. The after party was a, was a good one. I'll see everybody here next Thursday, 6 p.m. PST, 9 p.m. EST. And as always, I'm in your head. Quincy Ameriqua here, and thanks again for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to share it with someone you feel will get some value from it. And if you could take a moment to leave a review of our podcast wherever you're listening and let us know who you would like us to interview next, we'll get working on it right away. You can re-listen to this episode and all our other interviews, episodes, and audio shows over at perfectsoccerskills.com slash radio. That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash R-A-D-I-O. You can also enter to win free weekly soccer prizes, goals, balls, jerseys, player meet and greets, and more by heading over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash P-S-T-M. 
That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash PSTM to enter to win for free today. Thanks again and see you guys in the next episode. 